thought you were taking control there. No, mm, not really. I like to be dominated. Mm, yeah. Um, I had a fucking week, man. I don't know about you. Well, we're recording two days late because I was sick, so. Yeah. But you're better now. Yeah. That's good. So you talk about your week and. Uh, I don't know where to start. Like, so fucking. Monday? Co- Boy Scouts. Okay. By the way, when I was bitching about Boy Scouts last time, uh-huh. I never finished bitching about that. <laughs> so, the the it was crescendoing to telling you that like uh, that I did because I didn't talk about the the Air Force or the Air Base at all, right? No, it was That's like new. it was like corn maze. Yes. And then, yeah. So that was crescendoing. So the corn maze, and then the next day was a like a dad is in the Air Force or something so they were going to tour this air force base okay pretty awesome really i mean a group of yeah go to an air force base that sounds kind of cool yeah um so you get to see the the jet fighters and all of that whatever that entails right mm-hmm. um so the kids go there like 7 p.m or whatever <clears throat> they tour like this is the broom closet this is the cafeteria uh, turns out we can't show you any of the planes or anything because I didn't check to see if so-and-so was working today and he's <laughs> not here. So like, <laughs> that's awesome. So like my wife and the majority of the, the adults are like just kind of rolling their eyes at each other, but, and trying to make it positive for the kids. Oh, but you got to see the, the on suite fire station with the fire trucks. That was cool. Which any given day would be cool, but if you have sure, the choice between yeah. fire truck and fighter jet, right? If you'd gone, to, if you'd gone specifically to see a fire truck, the kids would be all about that fire truck. Yes, but instead you went to see planes. <laughs> yes, and you got to see a fire truck, and the, that's a cool fire truck. Let's see the, some fucking planes, yeah. but if, or whatever the kids' equivalent of let's go see some fucking planes is. Yes, which is like let's go see some planes, and then like feed me sugar, and I'll pass out. Uh but apparently there was also one mom that was very vocal, like, why didn't you check this shit? And of course the guy has to feel like shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's happy in the scenario. No, there's no winner right now. No. But there was one mom that made it very clear who the loser was. <laughs> and it was her. And it was that man's fault. Uh, okay, so this week, however, okay, Boy Scouts fucked me in that my wife had... <laughs> That's not the good way to, to oh, yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Boy Scouts fucked me. <laughs> Giant paws. <laughs> so my wife had... They're, they're cubs, little paws. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife... <laughs> paws, paws. I like it. Yeah. Uh, is that an anagram? No, it's the same as forwards <laughs> and backwards. That's It's a homonym. No, the- it's a homonym. A palindrome is same forwards and backwards. <laughs> An anagram is mixing up the letters of something to say something okay. else. Uh, and a homonym is what I... No, a homonym is... Okay. Yes, it is a homonym. Yeah. But it was really... When you use a homonym like that, it's called a pun. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got there. Eventually. <laughs> so, uh, we... My wife had like a, a sleep over slumber party deal. Like where you go to a gym. Homophone. I, it's Homophone. Homonym is when they're spelled the same. Mm. I had to correct that because my brain just remembered. Mm. Okay. Sorry. So, anyway, so they, she had to go do this. You sleep in a gymnasium, like a sleep yeah. out, a camp out or whatever, uh, which didn't sound terrible other than the fact that everybody was late and there was nothing for the kids to do for most of the hours. Mm-hmm. 
like they literally had like lunch plan like they had an our dinner they had an hour set aside for dinner so like 12 minutes into dinner everyone was done eating and just <laughs> looking at each other like well we got 42 minutes of this left um <laughs> 48 40 <laughs> so math and english yeah, the other years are strong it. points let's, let's talk some but horror movies mm-hmm. <laughs> i get some things right about those sometimes <laughs> um uh so yesterday so the, the the agreement was she would go deal with this uh overnight thing and i would go to the thing yesterday which she didn't really know what it was we were doing some volunteering for a school doing either picking up trash um like convicts or doing some picking up some trash like convicts not like picking up some trash you know like convicts or some other sorts of trash no no, no. <laughs> uh or doing some uh i don't know brush work or something because they told us like we're going to go into this nature preserve area mm-hmm. uh, make sure you bring work gloves so we get there and uh i find out that i missed the second email that said bring a rake so no rake for for russ here good job um so we'll go down this trail and it's winding and this is after all of the leaders are 15 minutes late so i'm just standing there not sure what the hell's going on mm-hmm so we're winding through this nature preserve, not sure. Like at po- one point I walk by like two pieces of cardboard on the ground and I very much feel like I want to pick them up and I, and I almost did, but here's the thing. I don't know where nobody's said anything. They just started walking. <laughs> I don't know what we're there for. Like we could, you've seen enough horror movies where you, you should have, your feelers should have gone up. <laughs> this is not a good scenario. So, but I legit was like. I want to pick up this cardboard because mm-hmm. I probably even would have picked up the cardboard if we weren't there to do that sort of thing. It's, it doesn't belong in the nature. No, but I but I don't know where we're going or what we're doing. Like if if we're going legit, I we could have been growing going just to to sweep or to vacuum. Or <laughs> what are you going to vacuum in the <laughs> woods? So uh to, to to clear away brush or or something very specific like we're mm-hmm. going somewhere so I'm, i don't want to carry this these pieces of cardboard forever and just be just own these pieces of cardboard now to be fair you could have maybe fashioned a rake out of the cardboard that's on the, that the walk fair. there that might be fair so so i left them and we just keep walking and we're just walking through this trail like my son is trying to make the best of it. A couple times there's like big sticks that he picks up and throws into the woods through this trail. So he feels like he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And there's more that I feel like I could have been doing along those lines, but I don't know what the hell we're doing. I don't is know why we're there. Is anyone else doing anything? No one else in front of me is doing anything. Okay. And the person actually in charge is way the fuck back. So finally, we there's like a person in charge and then Wait, an assistant. So... so- the assistant is You're not being led into the woods. By an assistant. So okay. the assistant is... I don't know the hierarchy of Cub Scouts, but it's like the den leader or pack leader. There's a who, there's a super mm-hmm. high up person that's behind us yeah. and a kind of high up person that we're following. Okay. So we finally kind of stop and wait, like wait for this main person to catch up. And he has the pieces of cardboard that I decided not to get. And mind you, a half a dozen other adults and 20 other kids didn't get either because they're in front of me. Mm-hmm. So kind of passively aggressively, he tells his daughter like... Well, I picked this up because that's part of the reason we're out here. 
to pick this up. And he's saying that to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's not wrong. But here's the problem. I don't know where the fuck we're going or what we're doing. I have no idea where we are going, mm-hmm. what we are doing. If right. you would have had a 20-second meeting to say, if you see trash along the way, pick it up, I would have picked that trash up. I can do that. Yeah. Hopefully it wouldn't have even gotten to you. No. So we fucking walk for another 10 minutes and we end up behind a school. It's like a playground. And then we wait while the the main guy and the assistant have a conversation because there's nothing to do in this trail. So the kids played on the playground for 10 minutes and we left. What we were doing was the trail. So like when he we would stop and I would see him like fucking around with like a log he's trying to push in there. Nobody knows what he's doing because we all think that we're going somewhere. No, the trail that we were walking on is what we were doing. But literally nobody knew what we were supposed to be doing. We could have helped him do all those things that he kept slowing down to do and probably being pissed off for us not doing. But he didn't tell us what we were doing. I didn't know that we were supposed to be cleaning the trail that we were on the whole time. I thought that was our destination. The trail to the, trail to the destination. Yeah. Yes. No. No. It was... Oh, a little bit of communication great. goes a long way. Yes, it, like, it certainly because does. Because I legit thought we were going to get to a place and then it was going to be like a tree fell down and we need to clear all the the twigs. Mm-hmm. Great. I can do that. Yeah. No. We wa- we went for a walk. Then the kids played <laughs> on the playground. And that one dude did a bunch of stuff because he didn't tell anybody else what we were supposed to be doing. A nice stroll leading to some monkey bars. With like an angry Joe Pesci behind you, yeah, like just a, grumbling the whole time. All these fucking people can't pick up this trash. <laughs> None of us knew what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's great. Yeah. Uh, like my wife called me at work one day and was like, we're getting rid of the dogs. I'm like, okay, what happened? <laughs> one dog got out and they're hunting dogs. Mm-hmm. So it found a cat, chased his ass up a tree. Okay. From... A neighbor across the street in a different neighbor's yard. It's rained everywhere. So my wife, both my kids, two neighbors are all muddy in another neighbor's yard Mm because the dogs got it treed. Older son comes to get a leash out, lets the other dog out. out. So now both dogs have the cat (laughs) in the tree like doing their howling thing because they want us to kill the cat Mm -hmm. because that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, So... One neighbor's getting a ladder, like an extension ladder to get his cat down. Mm -hmm. And then the neighbor that owns the place pulls up while there's like fucking commotion going on. (laughs) (laughs) So so it it was a mess. Like my wife's like, the dog pulled her down. Like, so she's like laying in the middle of the road, (laughs) like bleeding, literally. (laughs) Because the dogs knocked her down and she was taking, my four-year-old's crying because he's upset by seeing all this. But the highlight of it was... The next morning she woke up and she said she had a dream that she was like in a car wreck and she was like, oh God, I'm hurt so bad from my car wreck. And she woke up and she was just sore. (laughs) She's like, I'm old. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, I know the dreams like I'm feeling like I'm peeing and then I wake up and I really have to take a leak. Yeah. But she felt she had a dream. She was in a car wreck because she fell down. (laughs) Getting old is no fun. No. Yeah. Especially when you're fat. It's true. Because it ages you more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you, what'd you, how was your week? I, I mean, it was mostly fine. Just the day we were going to record, I got super sick. I like, went into work for a couple hours and didn't feel good. So came home and, you know, we usually record 
at night and just still wasn't feeling great. Uh, I feel like I shit out all the poison. That's good. So that so by the next morning I was fine, but it was just yeah that that day I just felt like garbage. Yeah, we made it. I was I was a little nervous for a minute there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we got so close to a year without missing an episode. And yeah. I started flirting with it, and I was like, oh, okay, good, we made it. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't. I don't think this is the closest we've ever come. To no. almost missing. I feel like we've recorded on a Tuesday night before mm. when it had to go up Wednesday morning. Oh, I don't recall that. It's but possible. I think that was, that was early on. It's possible. Um, get started. Dive in. Sure. Chud. Chud. Synopsis. Uh, so a photographer is taking pictures of a bag lady who turns out to be kind of the key in discovering this underground monsters people go missing and there's there's underground cannibals that keep taking people and you gotta you gotta you gotta stop them overall thoughts uh it, you know it's not fine cinema but it worked it was i thought it was well done for that for you know 1984 so yeah it was it was decent so the thing about chud that i feel is so criterion a few years ago Mm -hmm. on april 1st came out with the same thing saying chud was their new release for the criterion edition and it was an april fool's joke Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a thousand other movies that that joke would have been better for because Chud to me feels like it's like socially aware and has yeah. a heart and it's like it would be in the if something like this monster movie stupid 80s monster movie were to be chosen by Criterion yeah it would be Chud like it's yeah it's weighty you know what i mean sure like it's not bud the chud no it, it which we'll is get what, to that. which which is what you would like that's what Criterion should have picked yeah. for that joke like I very much feel like it's a it's a socially conscious film that's saying something that that is above what I think it something called chud would be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some hacky premise and there's some not so great acting, but I feel like the heart. Daniel there, Stern and John and Hurd. John Hurd, uh, they I think they both do a great job early in their careers. Uh, and I think, yeah, it it was a, it was a good eighties movie. It wasn't Ghostbusters. No, no, no. But it wasn't it wasn't anything terrible. It was no. it was a good movie. I like. I would totally go see that in the theater in nineteen eighty four. It was a real movie. You know, the year I was born. And <laughs> I would totally go see that in the theater and go. Okay, yeah, I got my money's worth. Okay, so diving in, John Hurt is a photographer mm-hmm. who makes his. Uh, living or at least right now makes his living his big passion project. I won't say makes his living. Well, he's he's a fashion photographer. That's how he makes his living. Yes, but his, and his his, his, his live-in girlfriend mm-hmm. is typically his model. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but he's got his passion project mm-hmm. is that he f- shoots homeless people. He's yeah. He's been doing this big on a horror ex- podcast. I should clarify what shoots horror <laughs> shoots homeless people means. Oh, like Hobo with a Shotgun? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he takes photographs of the plight of the homeless to try to ex- to show 
what their plight is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's specifically interested in, um, like the underground scene. That yeah, yeah. That that's where he's, that's where his passion lies. But but he he has that motivation. Yeah. So the the opening we see uh, a woman get pulled down into the sewers with her her little toy dog. Yes. Uh, but we go to John Hurd, and uh, he is getting phone calls throughout the film by his partner. Like so, he takes photos, and then another dude writes uh, a piece and a, co- a column about it. Mm-hmm. And John Hurd is supposed to... I want to talk more about this later, but John Hurd is one of maybe our three protagonists here. Yeah. But he's a dick to this guy. Like, John Hurd is wrong. He's like, I've had... Like, what douchebag would have all of the... Would have an assignment that he was supposed to do and not do it and not do it and not do it. And then, like, this dude's calling him, like, I got to have it right now. I got to have it right now. And he's telling him to fuck off. I don't think it was an assignment. I think... I think that... Now they don't go into this, but the the dynamic to me seemed like John Hurd said, "Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to do an article about it?" And he said, "Yeah." And it just he has he feels like it still needs to be perfected, uh, so he hasn't turned it in. I don't think so. I because they ref- they talked. I thought like they've already ran existing pieces. Like, they, they have one come out on this date, this date, this date. Right. I don't know. I don't I don't know what exactly the dynamic is, but from John Hurd's perspective, which is really the only perspective we get, is that it he doesn't he doesn't care about the articles. He cares about the photos. No, you're right. And because they're not perfect, he's not going to give anything. Exactly. I get that, but I'm saying... Like, I feel sorry for this dude on the phone. Sure, like, he's certainly. got a, he's yeah. got an article to write. Later, you it. find out that John Hurd hates reporters with a passion. Yeah, so it's weird. Yeah. Um. So, who is our protagonist in this movie? Because I guess we'll do this, and then I'll ask that question. Uh, so then we meet uh, a police officer, officer no name, a, a captain, captain, it's not officer no name. No, I said that because I don't remember his name, and he's not an actor that I remember his name. Uh, it's Captain, <clears throat> Captain. Okay, so it's Captain and Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern like runs this homeless soup kitchen type deal, uh, and the captain is investigating the missing persons or missing people that are around this area, and Daniel Stern's quote unquote customers, his well, regulars, yeah. have been coming up missing. Well, some some well, the first thing we see is that somebody goes missing, and then he calls the chief of police and uh the is like hey i don't know how much longer i can keep this under wraps and he's like well you better and he hangs up on him this is so some something's going on here. this is after the titles in which one of the one of the credits was in charge of production so and so and i was that. like i've never seen that credit before That's, do you mean producer yeah. <laughs> there's a word for that yeah that's producer it's, it's like they translated it from another language <laughs> like <laughs> the person that is in charge of producing this film so it's so, yeah in charge of production was the credit because there's like line producer and executive producer and producer this is maybe just a whole new <laughs> only for this movie yeah the pga was just trying to you know just trying it out um so Daniel Stern is very much on a soapbox throughout the majority of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, where it's very it's like the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah, 
and that's sort of the theme that runs through is that these people are disposable that yeah. are that are in the sewer or the underground. Well, the homeless in general. Yes. Um, the ones that are being preyed upon uh, by what we come to find out is the chud mm-hmm. are the ones that, that live underground. But he, he caters to all of them. Right. Um, and they did have a line later where he referenced, he says, like, well, I was a molecular scientist. He, he says I was a nuclear physicist. Nuclear physicist. I have and that I was line like, written down. I was like, that's awesome. And then he takes it away from me yeah. immediately because I was like, damn it. That <laughs> made me like him even more because you would kind of, that would be in this yeah. movie. That's like my favorite line in the movie is I was a nuclear physicist. He's like, no, I just saw it on TV. Dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the, and you're the dipshit because yeah. you believed it. Like he's saying that to the audience. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Stern is by far my favorite character. In the, oh, he's uh, great. He, he's he's so great. my, so my favorite character. I just call him Daniel Stern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. I know John Hurd's name. I know Daniel Stern's name. Yeah. I don't know the captain. Yeah. Um, there's an amazing line where Daniel or segment uh, where Daniel Stern is going off at the captain, where he's yelling at him like, "You don't give a shit because these are homeless people. Who's missing now that you care about? Blah 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 blah. Your your daughter." And he's like, "Ah, uh, it's my wife, you douchebag." And then you watch Daniel Stern's testicles just sh- shrivel up and go into his chest cavity. Yeah. Uh, but it's really heartfelt. Yeah. Like I feel that's these what I keep coming to in Chud. Like I feel a lot. Yeah. The they casted well with some positions and like, you know, I, I don't know when diner came out or what, you know, Daniel Stern's career was like at this point or what John Hurd's career was like at this point, uh, or later surprise John Goodman's career was <laughs> like, uh, but just like the, I think that they just, they just lucked upon these, guys with this script that I feel like if with another director and with another casting director, uh, you know, having a different cast could have been way cheesier than it was. Oh, sure. And still was a little cheesy because of a couple of, of the casting choices, the, mm-hmm. the uh, acting choices some of them made. But overall brought... Daniel Stern and John Hurd and the captain brought a lot of heart to this movie that, by all means, should have been cheesy. <laughs> exactly. It's called Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Yes. That should be a shitty, cheesy movie. And it's not. No. And that's great. No, it's not. And the ironic thing is, is like they sell this movie still as being cheesy. Like, yeah. like oh shit, we tried to make a cheesy movie. We accidentally made something good and heartfelt. Let's still sell cheese. <laughs> Because that's what we do is make cheese. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about yes. Chud. Yes. So we find out later that it is uh, some new, something something urban disposal. Contamination uh, hazard urban disposal. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean that the nuclear guy... Did he just make up cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller like that in that boardroom scene? Would he just come up with that at the top of his head, or was that like, oh, was that always a plan of, oh shit, if if Chud ever releases, but they don't get the letters, this is what those letters mean. So there's a deleted the there's a deleted scene where it's like uh, two dudes. I'm making this up. <laughs> um, but what, but what I, I regret my skit. I I got nothing. What I feel like happened. 
uh, was that they would have it, it, it's it's contamination hazard urban disposal. Then they started finding out about the chuds, and then they configured the anagram of chuds to match describing those. Do you think everything's an anagram? <laughs> I just explained to you what an anagram was. I'm sorry. Homonym. I hate you. (laughs) Acronym. Yeah. Chud is an acronym. Okay. Which is a type of initialism. Okay. But an acronym specifically is pronounceable like PETA. Okay. So the crescendo of Chud is originally started out as, as describing the operation. Then it turned into describing... Uh, the deformed uh, homeless people. Did you just say crescendo? Yeah. Okay. We're just going to move on. (laughs) I can't stop every time you misuse words or this podcast will be seven hours long. (laughs) Um, Good acting. Yeah. The female homeless woman. Yeah. Like was super charming. Uh Like, so it starts off like, John Hurd goes to pick her out of jail, get her out of jail, because mm-hmm. she's tried to tried to take a cop's gun. Right. And she's, oh, this is a dirty, crazy homeless woman, and that's what she's playing to the cops. Mm-hmm. And so then as soon as she walks out the door with John Hurd, she's like this sweet, charming lady. I think she she always was a sweet, charming lady, but what we see in the, the thing is her more paranoid natures. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how do I know you didn't steal anything when they're giving her her belongings back and things like that? Um, but with her and John Hurd, because they, ha- they, the they already have down. this trust yeah, the walls of, are the relationship. Yeah. So she can just talk about it. And she just talks about, you know, Victor needed a gun. So I'm getting Victor a gun. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's the same as anything else. Yeah. So we actually got to see behind a little bit the the the, the people that are getting turned into these cannibals mm-hmm. uh as opposed to just ha- having them be generic faceless people right uh and that's another example where heartstrings got pulled a little in chud right because you gotta kill them but they were people at one point um so you were talking about bad acting who struck you as poor in this film uh the nuclear guy i it- thought he was pretty cheesy it's amazing how long the it, like when I watched it before I, I remembered it as being multiple scenes with them sitting in like the meeting area but it's just like they were in that meeting for like two hours and yeah. they just intercut it mm-hmm. for like a third of the movie they sat in that room for a long time discussing this stuff yeah and I kind of love that yeah <laughs> like because like this is you know, the, the the captain has some pull, and it's like, by dropping just the, you know, just the right favors at just the right time, he cashes in everything, and with just the right amount of favors and panic, and he's able to get the powers that be in, in the boardroom, and this is his one shot, and he's uh, he's not going to waste it. Yeah. And they take even it. Even if that means a little bit of a beanie. <laughs> which i love daniel stern just breaks into john Hurd's apartment and he's like that was breaking and entering he's like what are you gonna do like, you're under arrest <laughs> <And they're> just, <laughs> yeah. so can we talk a minute about the actual chuds sure first of all 
I imagine them on set having like 75 chud hands and arms and like three masks <laughs> because you saw a whole lot of hands and arms like yeah. just grabbing things. Yeah. And like two or three faces. Which I'm not faulting them. It's no. it's just funny. Like you realize how many hands you see. Yeah. There's a lot of chud hands. But you do get to see full body a couple times. Yeah. And it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, why do the why does the one chud's neck able to stretch like a giraffe? Because that's how giraffes' necks works, right? They start yeah. off normal size and they can stretch them at mm-hmm. will. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. It's like it's, it's like because it normally a cam- uh, 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 a giraffe. Oh, I don't know why I said camel. Normally a giraffe looks like a horse. Yeah. But then well, it's like, oh, well, that's what tasty, a llama is. It's like, and yeah. it makes that noise. That's what a llama is. It's just a giraffe without its neck extended. Uh, yeah, but not that's not an alpaca. Right. Right. An alpaca is different. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so why, why, why does its neck distend? Because it's nuclear waste, man. But I can get it scientifically. I can break down for you if you'd like, because math and, and English aren't my thing. Okay. Uh, molecular biology is. So okay. I could tell you how they could turn into a chud. Sure. Like the changes that could happen, mm-hmm. because those are all existing things. Right. But the next stretching, are those new, are the vertebrae in their necks stretching themselves? Is there gaps between them? Well, it could it could very well be a, uh, a stretching uh, of... They could have added pliability mm-hmm. to the spinal cord and to the ligaments and musculature of the neck okay. and allow mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. It's plutonium? Um, uranium, generally. It's myanium. Damn near. <laughs> Killed her. Uh the most awkward moment of this movie, but again, I still love it, is Daniel Stern is like getting chased down by these men in black types, and he goes to make a phone call, and the man in black takes the quarter that he's going to- the man in denim. <laughs> he takes it from him and swallows the quarter. No, he puts the quarter into the machine, and when he's about to dial, the guy hangs up, grabs the quarter, which is not the same quarter that he put in. Whether Whatever cleanliness he, d- he deduced might have gone into the machine, a random quarter is coming out, and he pops that right into his mouth. Because like, mm, piece of candy. I would have, the other way that could I loved it. The only way it could have been better is if Daniel Stern would have taken out like a handful of quarters and they just did that for like 10 minutes. Like that dude just kept eating quarters. Like why would he be confident that Daniel Stern only had one quarter? Well, he if you look, he uh, outturned his pocket. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. He was like, shot. yeah, only had one quarter. Okay. They, said, they did. They thought this through. They did. <laughs> this is competent filmmaking, man. Yeah, because somebody was in the room was like, well, what if he has like 10 quarters? Like, okay, we'll just have him turn out his pockets. Which makes Perfect. sense, too, because he's he's homeless, yeah. so he's not going to have that He's not money. homeless. Uh, he, he works in a homeless shelter, so yeah, he's yeah. probably poor. He, like, runs it, so he yeah. probably works off of just charity. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll buy that. Good. Uh, so, at the end of the film... Girlfriend gets uh, sprayed with blood when she tries to give the toilet, uh, the shower drain an abortion. (laughs) (laughs) That she gets sprayed with blood. Yeah. It's a real good thing she was in the shower. Mm -hmm. 
because that's probably the best time to be sprayed with blood. That's where I usually try to do it. It's very convenient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That was it. <laughs> that was my bit. John Goodman. John Goodman. John motherfucking Goodman. <laughs> just like, he comes in and he makes, the, he just brightens up the movie. Not that it's not bright already, but he just brightens it up even more. I fucking love John Goodman. He's one of my favorite actors. He comes in and he, he's like hitting on the waitress, <laughs> but like not in the most charming way. Oh, yeah. Like not in a sleazy way at all. Mm-mm. And then he just gets murked by a chud. Yeah. Not very Louis. Couple chuds. Not very Louis C.K. ish kind of hitting on her. <laughs> 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 Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. That hurts, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, okay, so let's talk about that. Okay, you, you brought it up. Let's I'm talk sorry. about it. Let's let's interrupt Chud and talk about <laughs> Louis C.K. Okay. Uh, so ever since you know teenagers, teenage years, or whatever, uh, um, you know, there was the whole Michael Jackson thing, like when we were tweens, teens. I don't know. Uh, I feel like ever since then, I've kind of... I feel like I've been able to separate art from artist. Like, I can... uh, You know, nothing was ever proven. He never admitted. It was never admitted in court or anything. But, I don't know. He probably did it, right? Didn't they just recently come out and say, like, they found, like, child, like, torture tapes in, like, a hidden closet? Of my... Whoa, what? Yeah, not, not a joke. Okay, I like, have not seen anything about that. Yeah, it Michael was... Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. Like, they found videos or... I, I don't want to say videos, I don't, but it was like kids getting tortured or whatever. Ugh. And I mean, Either, okay. like that fills in gaps right there, even yeah. if you don't know them. But I feel like I have been able to separate art from artists. And like, the horrible things that Bill Cosby does doesn't take away the fact that the Cosby show was great and his stand-up was great. And... Uh, the fact that Louis C.K. is a piece of shit doesn't take away the fact that he produced a lot of great stuff. It may take away the fact that, like, I probably don't want to pay him, give him money anymore. Uh, is there levels of scum? You know what I mean? Like, because obviously... Let's get this right on here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if this is true. Okay. I'm just talking right now. Okay. If there are levels of sexual offenses, obviously, like Cosby's at the top level of this, mm-hmm. like he's the king of the castle, and then Louis C.K. is down at the bottom, like a jester, right? If that hype, if that even exists, I'm not saying that it does. I'm not. I'm, I'm asking that question. So I can't disagree with your hypothetical because it's hypothetical. It is a hypothetical. I'm not. I, I because I don't know where that is. Okay. But I still. I don't know if. I don't know if justification's the, justification's the wrong word mm-hmm. or, or whatever, but like you still, you can't compare it to it, right? It's not like, well, officer, I was only going a hundred. I could have been going a hundred and twenty. Like, sure. Like I only abused her this way. I didn't do this. Yeah. Like that's super fucked up. Right. To to go that route. Mm-hmm. But, I think that's his play that he's making right now, right? Um. Well, here's the other part uh, of it. I'm cutting. I'm answer. I'm cutting you off before. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, in the realm of reacting to this, when you are the guilty party, he reacted about as good as you could, right? Uh, I, I, I don't think he had a perfect apology, but he had of like. Is there a perfect apology for that? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, but I think he he did it definitely better than anyone who has done this recently. Okay, that's fair. Kevin Spacey uh, uh, coming out in the middle of his apology no, is that, fucked up. That didn't help the gay community at all. No. Like, no, and the term you know he he because of him they've now coined the term hiding under the rainbow, which is hey I'm sorry that I raped you. Turns out I'm gay. Like that's yeah. that's fucked up. No, there I did see like somebody said uh, uh, Kevin Spacey just invented something that didn't exist. A bad time to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he did it completely wrong. Uh, I don't know that there is a right a, a perfect apology. Um, I think Louis C.K. Like Louis C.K. has always been fucking real. And that's what I've liked about him. Yeah, you, like you would have. And I feel like that's what his apology was. It was fucking real. It was, uh, hey, uh, I did the things. Uh, I shouldn't have done the things. I know now why I did the things then. But that's really not helpful, you know. And I guess that's, I guess it is somewhat of the best you can do. Uh I don't know. That seemed to me like... So he said, hey, I was going through a rough time. Because I was in a position of power, I wasn't in a position to realize my that power or something. Uh, that's, not, that's not a great paraphrase. But those things being true and the reasons why he, he might do a thing and then continue to do a thing... Um, I don't know. I don't know if those belong in the apology or not. Because the apology shouldn't... The apology should be about... Uh, I owning up to something and asking for forgiveness. And... I think putting why you did a thing doesn't necessarily belong in an apology, but I, I could be wrong. No, I think you're you're... Like, it's like somebody saying, I'm not trying to excuse this or explain it. But I'm going to go ahead and excuse it and explain it. He he didn't do, like, like Kevin Spacey's, uh, if you take out the coming out at the end, mm-hmm. if you just go by, like, the first two sentences of, or the only two sentences of his apology, because the rest was just him coming out for no reason, uh, they are, it's, it's not the worst thing ever. He said... I don't remember that, which is problem, which may or may not be honest, but assuming it is honest, yeah. uh, if it happened, I'm sorry. I, but that to me is like one step away from the typical politician, which is, uh, if you were offended, I'm sorry, which is the absolute worst apology. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do you know about the, the Elmo guy? Yeah. Kevin something? Yeah. Do you know that story? Uh, he like 
had a sexual relationship with like sixteen or seventeen year old guy, right? Uh, I don't think so. He was accused of that. He immediately, as soon as the allegations showed up, was like, uh, okay, I'm going to step away from Sesame Street. Sesame Street doesn't need the shit because I love Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. And then it was like he was just in a relationship with this dude who was 18, and it was just they were in a relationship. There was nothing wrong. Okay. He didn't do anything wrong, but he's still like, and this is the fucking guy. He didn't do anything wrong, and he like was like, he just stepped away and immediately said he didn't want to put the show through that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do anything wrong. See, I thought he was 17. I, maybe I, not. I, I wish. I yeah. Yeah. Check that on our next podcast <laughs> where we discuss, <laughs> discuss sexual abuse. Uh, <laughs> uh, we shouldn't be laughing over you saying sexual abuse. No, it's just like... <laughs> We, but that's kind of what this podcast we, is. We, we throw this shit out there, and neither one of us is like, well, it could be totally true or totally hey, bullshit. So. Hey, let's uh, two cisgender uh, straight white guys. Let's figure this shit out, right? Racism, sexism, homophobia. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, and it got me thinking, like, do I, rec- when you said, I don't recall that? Yeah. And I was trying to think about the worst thing that I've ever done to anyone. Mm-hmm. And... The only thing I can think of is the story that I already told you where I accidentally complimented somebody's <laughs> at work. Uh, other than my wife, but that's a count. Because hmm. <laughs> that's Fair a joke. Enough. I once, probably, the, I don't know, I'm such a fucking goody two-shoes, but I think that my my biggest regret is I was working at a gas station in like the country right and uh, we had a lot of Amish people come in and I know that it wasn't probably legal but our policy was like for Amish people since they don't have photo IDs you if like you have to get them to say they're 18 and if they don't look 18 don't sell them anything <laughs> that's a made-up rule for sure <laughs> yeah like legally you have to card <laughs> but you know this is this was bush's america so uh and i it was just one night and i was tired and i was bored as hell and no one was coming in and two like 12, 13, 14-year-old Amish kids came in and uh, bought some tobacco products, and I just sold it to them without thinking. And then they walk out the door, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? What the fuck did I just do? And it was, it was totally just zoning out, brain, whatever. But, like, yeah, that's my biggest regret is I, I sold a couple kids some tobacco, some Swisher Sweets. It's weird. My mind was on, like, sexual abuse and stuff, so I didn't know. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how this was going <laughs> to turn around there it's super awkward i don't think i've ever sexually abused anyone in all honesty all right so this is getting real right now Mm -hmm. i think which technically probably is but i didn't i don't she didn't view it that way either uh in high school or right after high school Mm -hmm. definitely ankled a girl that were we hung out with all the time okay outside of a steak and shake so technically that's that right i mean it would have to be uh, sure. Um, yeah. It 100% is. Yeah. So I guess I'm admitting to something illegal right now. But 
I mean, it was all in, she took it in like it was intended. Right. You know, which is just friends dicking around. Yeah. And you didn't do it because she was a girl. You did it because you would have done it to literally everyone else. Yes. And she was just the victim of the time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes it better. I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I feel Things like, like that it's... are complicated, right? Because it's technically sexual assault when you pants a dude. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess yeah. You, you're right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess we've done plenty of nut slaps or whatever against your I don't face. Know that, I don't know that I have participated in many, but I have been certainly been the victim <laughs> of more, well more than my fair share. Uh, so that gets us back to Chuck. Just by people who are commonly on this podcast alone. <laughs> you know who you are, even though you don't fucking listen. Um, what else are we missing from Chud? Uh, well, we had our long sexual abuse <laughs> conversation, so I won't go into the other long let, conversation. Let me check that off the list. Uh, <laughs> you had another long conversation in mind? Do it. Twin Towers and movies. Like, uh-huh. how, what, like, do you, does it ever feel weird to see them? Every time. Yeah. It's, it's still like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, that, it's 1984. Of course they're fucking there. That's... But it's just like totally like you you shoot a movie in New York now and they're not there. Yeah, it's weird. Has anybody done any like George Lucasing of that? Like I don't think they should, but like right after was there any there, putting him in or taking him out? Well uh there were a lot of movies that destroyed New York that were coming out around there that had to get child and uh Metal Gear Solid two, the video game had to as well um i think it wasn't spider-man came out in may oh there was a maybe did spider-man come out late 2001 i remember there was a spider-man ad that had a helicopter taking down the I believe it was the towers. It may have just been Manhattan buildings. Um, that was like aired once, and then uh, the the attacks on nine eleven happened, and then they immediately like vaulted it. Like nobody ever shows us ever so, again. Like the Steve Irwin footage. The Steve Irwin footage got out. No, 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 no. They vaulted it. Like so, it never comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's. Way more important things, bigger victims with 9-11, so don't take this. But how bad that that suck to be like the person that like, oh man, I spent the last six months <laughs> rendering this and doing this special effect. Here's yeah. my here's my big moment. Especially in 2001 it's where it's like just starting to yeah. come and be big. And then you're and like. so you know it was super difficult. Yeah. And like everybody's crying because of this huge tragedy and you're yeah. like looking around like, my trailer's not going to come out anymore, but I can't <laughs> complain to anybody about it. <laughs> yeah that happened to some dude right like I, like i can't put that on my demo reel now or something yeah yeah <laughs> you I don't know. and you can't even complain about it to anybody because everybody's gonna be like really dude you're complaining <laughs> yeah just let it go exactly <laughs> but he's like that was six months of my life <laughs> Come yeah, on. it's all about you it's all about you chad <laughs> come on i worked really hard on that <laughs> fucking chad it's always chad yeah yeah let's watch Chud, Chad. 
Um, I think I think I've kind of let my love of Chud be known. Oh, I didn't. I failed us as well. I gave you my my DVD copy. Uh huh. I kept my Blu-ray copy. Okay. Which has two different cuts of Chud. Oh. <laughs> which I didn't know. I watched the theatrical version, and I think you have what is called the integral cut. So I watched a slightly different version than you. I don't know the difference. Okay. Uh, but yours was a couple minutes longer, I think. Okay. Uh, so let's so talk- sorry about that. So let's talk about the crescendo, right? Yes. So. Do you mean homonym? <laughs> I forgot you misused the word crescendo <laughs> earlier. Uh, so it, uh, they all kind of gather around the John Goodman building. Uh, which is now. We didn't explain actually what this was. So John Goodman and another cop walk into a diner, and then Chud must the show up. Yeah, <laughs> and then Chud show. I believe we said all that. I don't know. Chud show up, and it's bloody, and perfectly like set up. Chud too, like you know exactly where Chud two is going to go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and so everyone, like they all culminate there, and do you mean congregate there? Sure, they all congregate culminate. there, but it all culminates in them congregating there there you go it's a much better <laughs> sentence it culminates in them congregating uh meanwhile daniel stern and john hurt are trapped down there and they're gonna put gas down there and so that's why they're putting cars on all the manholes cars rigged with explosives for pressure underneath will make them blow up <laughs> okay uh so then john hurt and uh, you know, Stern find out they find the the waste. They call the captain and say, "Hey, this is what Chud really stands for. He confronts nuclear guy. Nuclear guy straight up fucking shoots him. Uh, and then tries to run over John Hurd and Daniel Stern as they escape from the manhole. Uh, which they fail." He fails at Daniel Stern shoots him and he gets runs over the manhole and explodes. And then that's the end of the movie. So a, the fire right on top of that manhole would have ignited all of fucking Manhattan or Queens or I don't know wherever the fuck part of New York this was. If I saw the Twin Towers, it had to be Manhattan, right? So yeah, a burning, <laughs> a burning taco truck or whatever it was, on top of an entire sewer filled with gas. That would, yeah, that would blow gonna, up. That's gonna blow up for sure. Yeah. So all of Manhattan destroyed. But no, uh, they don't actually deal with the chuds. The chuds are still down there. Wait right? a minute. Hold on. I think I just found the difference between our cuts. The last thing of mine is John Goodman. That happens earlier in yours? John Goodman dying? Like the officer? Yeah. And then it ends? No. The climax and then the end of my movie is they're like sitting down like, oh, we're just two random dudes. And then the chuds ascend the diner. That's the end of my version. And then credits? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's like two thirds of the way into my movie. Okay, I told you I had the shorter <laughs> one. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's the theatrical cut. So that's yeah, that's the thing that makes everybody 
gather around the. So, do they shoot him, and it blows up? Uh, taco truck explodes. It's over. Why is he in the taco truck? Where did they come from? Who? John Hurd? No. Uh, okay. I need to know now. Okay. So oh, you're asking for no too many details now for me to remember. Okay, sorry. Oh. So Daniel Stern and John Hurd call the captain, right? Okay. You remember that? In the sewer? Yeah. Yes. So where does the captain go to does the captain then confront nuclear guy? Don't remember. Okay. I should let you borrow my Chud two pack blue blue. Because I think the the what I liked about the movie is it brought all the characters together in a really organic way. Because she's running, she sees the okay. So, man, that's weird. The diner is what brings everybody together in this movie. I might be making that up too. It was a little while ago. John Goodman dying. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go <laughs> off on how the ending that you presented to me that may or may not have been true. <laughs> is bad because everything culminates around that diner she sees on the news that the diner got killed so then when the chuds attack her building she takes a cop car to there because that's where she knows to tell the police that her husband is or her her beyonce is down there did you say beyonce yes okay that's my word for fiance okay uh are you engaged yet not technically. Uh, I bought a house. Buying a ring is expensive. Uh, so she goes there, and then uh, Captain tries to get the keys to move the manhole cover because he told them yes. to go to this particular manhole. That happened for sure. So then him and the nuclear physicists confront each other like, behind some place he knocks out nuclear guy uh when nuclear guy pulls a gun on him so he knocks him out yeah it had to have happened sooner this whole conversation was pointless cool so he knocks him out uh and then goes to save the day nuclear guy kills him or shoots him doesn't kill him shoots him uh and then, yeah, the rest of the stuff that I said about the fire that should. Kill I need to rewatch Chud now. So yeah, my last my last line is: Wait, what about all the goddamn Chuds? <laughs> like they show up in Chud too. No, they don't. This is this is okay. Let's get right into Chud into Chud two. I'll just go synopsis. Uh, <laughs> what if Night of the Living Dead were made by the guys who made Airplane? Okay, mine would be, what if Pauly Short and Sean Astin uncovered a zombie instead of a caveman in Encino Man? Yeah, it was it was definitely Encino Man. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's such a piece of shit. It's the worst. I hate it so much. It might, it, uh, it's one of the worst movies. I can't I can't keep throwing that around because we've seen yeah, you say some that a real lot. stinkers. You and say- now I got to like... <laughs> Man, this was real bad, though. It was really bad. This was real bad. Okay. This has nothing to do with Chud 1. I almost feel like they made this terrible zombie movie, because they even call them zombies, 
it, it definitely was at least written not being a Chud movie, right? And, it's like Live Free or Die Hard. And then just superimpose the words Chud a few times. Which is funny because half of this movie is ADR, but all the Chud stuff like was intentional. <laughs> Like, it would make more sense if every once in a while, instead of the word zombie, like you, everybody's mouth said zombie, and then it was just like, chud. Just the same chud. The same one, like one dude just said chud once. Yeah. And then they kept dropping it in over every person. Yeah. We need to go kill those chuds. But here's the thing. Like I said, half this movie is ADR. There's only one time where I can definitely see that they, like, manipulated a line that someone was saying. But... So, uh, Pat Oswalt talks about how he was like, he was like trying to get writing gigs and stuff and he would do uh punch up on movies and he did like punch up on like over the hedge or something. And, uh, he brought in, uh, I don't know if it was over the hedge. It was some CGI piece of crap. Anyway. Uh, they brought him in and he like read the script and he was like, okay, you know, uh, I thought about some things we could do some restructuring, maybe change a couple of the characters a little bit. He's like, oh no, 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 no. Uh, all the, all the lines, you know, have already been recorded and all the CGI is already done. What we need you to do is think of jokes that people can say off screen. That'll be funny. So basically, like, uh, something happens, and then off screen, somebody's like, whoop, I fell into a pie. <laughs> and that's what this movie is. This movie is cut to people running and ADR a dumb joke over them. Uh, <clears throat> that's exactly what you're talking about, but to, par- to parallel your Patton Oswalt story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Adam Green has a, a story he likes to tell that he got hired to write a script. Uh, Greenplay for an animated version of Aquaman. So he turned it in and they sat down. They're like, hey, we really like it. It's really good. Uh, here's the thing we need you to take out the scenes with water. What? <laughs> and they were like, I know what this sounds like. It's cool if he's on land and it's cool if he's completely underwater. But the scenes where he's like on the crest of the water, because it's really hard to animate water from a boat. We need you to get rid of those scenes. <laughs> He's like, it's fucking Aquaman. <laughs> you couldn't have told me this shit before. <laughs> no, I wrote a fucking Aquaman movie. And I can't have water in it. It's <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. So start off the disc, the thing you gave me, mm-hmm. eight movies on two discs. Mm-hmm. Super great quality. It looks awesome. When you put four movies on one <laughs> disc, like it really makes it look way better, right? Uh, there is like a $30 Blu-ray of Chud 2 that Ugh. just came out, by the way. From Vestron. Not a joke. <laughs> you, you, If you're buying that, you're bad people. <laughs> Did you buy it? No, I didn't. Okay. I have it on. The quality on that disc set is exactly what you deserve <laughs> to watch Chud 2 in. Um, I've got the note here. Help me recall what this means. I would put okay. Dr. Burkhalder doesn't save lives. Like, I have the Vegas memory. Does he, like... Not give a shit about saving somebody or something? Oh, uh, he's walking through... 
Oh, uh, it's they page him like yes. fifty times. Yeah, they pay, and they're like, seriously, you if you, you got to get up here right now, <laughs> and he just keeps walking. Yeah, they page him literally like four times. To be that's fair, what, we don't know that the doctor with the needle is Doctor Burkholder. No, but, other than he kind of listens. But even if that's not him, whoever Doctor Burkholder is, yeah, he's doesn't a complete dick. The thing that frustrated me about the, this movie is there's a few things that like I genuinely enjoy, and then I get mad at the movie more for making me enjoy those things. Sure, like I kind of like that. Robert Vaughn, I love Robert Vaughn and everything. He is in basketball, and he's fantastic in it. My love for basketball, I, I know it's not good, but I love that movie. Uh, but yeah, he couldn't even save this piece of crap. Uh, another one that I actually really loved, but it made me think that the movie knew what it was more, uh, was they open a door in the hospital and a cat jumps out. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's so fucking terrible. But that had me these high expectations for me when I watched it. Like, oh, oh shit! If they're gonna go that dumb, mm-hmm. maybe I'll be on board with this. And somehow they went even dumber. Yeah, which, they went they went too dumb. Yes. <laughs> like, but a cat jumping out of a closet in a hospital is like the perfect level of dumb that I would right, enjoy. Cause it's a, that's a horror stereotype. Yes. But you're in a hospital. Correct. So it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, another one that came up. So I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead too much. So Paul Shore, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain if we don't get to get to the plot of this movie. Paul Shore, Sean Astin, uh, accidentally end up with <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Okay. No, I oh, will, I will make again. you, I will go about this. They're in an anatomy class mm-hmm. in high school. Yes, and they're going to have a and cadaver. And they get to dissect, or they get to at least inspect a cadaver. <laughs> tomorrow, not today, tomorrow. So you would assume this is like a field trip or something. No, it's in the fucking like loading dock. <laughs> it's just on a gurney, not on ice, anything. Mm-mm. It's just there. In uh, this is like L.A. or something. Mm-hmm. This is definitely like a coastal town. Uh, yeah, that would be ripe. Yeah, but it's just on a gurney, and so they bump it, and it just flies the, out. The house or the house, <laughs> the school is built on the top of the world's tallest hill, <laughs> and it just goes straight down. <laughs> so it's this '80s music playing over the scene of. Body on a gurney just going down the road yeah. for 10 minutes. Which I will have to say, just like you with the the cat, for me, the only good joke in this entire thing is at the end, the cadaver, the, the original cadaver like hit one of the cars <laughs> and shows up. That's it. <laughs> like it's been on this journey. <laughs> like the only thing that would have been better if it like had weird props associated with it oh, like yeah. and a, a, an implied journey like it was bernie from weekend of bernie's like he I had literally have he had thing. all of he had all of this shit happen to him yeah, is this the, the horror equivalent of weekend of bernie's because it basically is <laughs> yeah absolutely it's in weekend of bernie's it's encino man mm-hmm. it's every bad comedy from the 80s yet somehow way worse whoa did you just call encino man and weekend of bernie's a bad comedy okay encino man's all right I'm more of a Weekend at Bernie's 2 kind of guy. I'm good with both, but okay. I like I like voodoo in my in my Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you got to get some racism in there for it to be good. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so... Yes. Like, I knew... When... I mean, to be fair, the opening of this movie is, uh, like, five-minute-long Steadicam shot. Mm-hmm. Like, it actually took... Like, somebody had to choreograph that. They had to rehearse it. Well, think about the, the stunt. Even I guess it's not going to be a person on the gurney. But that was it. The, that was real. Yeah. Like, that was... But, like, somebody... F- like, this this movie got made. Somebody cared about this. It was fucking Chad. <laughs> but you're not just going to put a, a five-minute-long Steadicam shot in something you don't give a shit about. No. So somebody... Maybe somebody was handed this, was like, here you go, kid. And he's like, fine, I'm going to make the best of this and put in this. But somebody cared about this movie. That had that's, to be, that's what's sad. That probably was the DP that was like, I'm stuck here. I'm going to make the best of it. So at least I can say, like, please don't watch what is being filmed, but look <laughs> at my quality of work Yeah. when when you're you're watching this shot. So we first meet Robert Vaughn in. This. I don't know who Robert Vaughn is. He's the colonel or whatever. He's oh, the okay. military guy. Okay, okay. Uh, we first meet Robert Vaughn. He uh, he actually just passed away a year ago, yesterday, on Veterans Day of 2016. Um, which was I didn't know he was dead. It made me sad. It's okay. Go ahead. I know that it's technically, that was four days ago. No, I was just going to say it's 2017, but you said a year ago, 2016, so yeah. I put it together. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the magic of when yeah. we record these. <laughs> uh, there, there but, a- so we first meet him, and then they say, uh, we're not going to do Chud because uh, we don't like chemical weapons. And then there's an ADR joke of one guy going, I'm more of a nuclear weapon guy myself. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> like, all we've seen to this point is, like, he injects him with something and uh, he gets killed by the, the, the corpse waking up. Uh, so we don't know what the movie is yet. And then you get that line and I'm, I just was like, oh. I knew this This was called Bud the Chud, but, oh, <laughs> uh-oh. So they end up choosing another body because they lost one, and they end up choosing Bud, who is a Chud. As we saw in the original, Chuds <clears throat> are greenish-grayish creatures that are mm-hmm. bald, that have glowing eyes, uh, claws. This right. is, this accurately describes Bud, correct? Uh, Yeah. He's like, uh, like a chupacabra man, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not just like a a dude with dog tags. Uh, he's a dude with dog tags with some black on his teeth. <laughs> is what he actually is. Uh, well, let's talk about this now. These are not chuds. Nope. They're they're cognizant zombies. Mm-hmm. And they're terrible. Yeah. They are not funny. No. Uh. Uh. The barber is okay. I like the barber. Oh, but but they're that's where it turns into Encino man is like part of the time he's trying to put things together. The bud is trying to figure out what humans are because mm-hmm. he was just a human. Yeah. But now he's not. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, another joke that I did enjoy was uh, kids trying to be that, that stole bud is trying to be casual with his parents. And he's like, Oh, his dad's talking to him. And he's like, Oh, you know what that is son? The TV. He's like, uh, snow. 
that was that was Kevin. That was the friend. Yeah, I don't I don't know yeah. the names. Um, but oh, what's that? That's a penguin. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was going to say there were seals. There was there's another line when they're like eating dinner, and it says, uh, "There's meatloaf on your plate." <laughs> It's just telling the father a fact. And he just says, I know that. Yeah. Like, that's what uh, I I remember. That. I forgot about that. There's meatloaf on your I, plate. I wanted to stop watching this movie and watch a movie of just the mom and the dad for an hour and a half. <laughs> I did. I would have I much rather have oh, that movie. You're right. That, I'm right. What I'm like saying I enjoy the most is the mom and dad. Yeah. Just like their day to day. They were the best. I just finished Stranger Things 2. Uh-huh. That dad feels exactly like Nancy and Will's dad. <laughs> like, he's just like yeah. passed out on the couch, like not really caring about what's going on, reading the paper. Yeah. <laughs> just not giving a shit about it all. That yeah. feels like the same guy. Yeah. Do you think they had Bud? Nan- Nancy and uh, uh, Adam? Huh? Will hmm. is, is... Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Um, do you think the Duffer brothers had Chud too in mind a lot when they were writing Stranger Things? I feel like Why did I have that as same thought while I was watching this? I like feel- I was wondering if they had like if they took like tiny little things from this. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking that. I feel like the parents are the same. Yeah. Like I, maybe I, that was it. Maybe uh, that was what I, I was do. thinking. We you and I are on the same page. When we finish this first screenplay, <laughs> we're gonna work on chud three with no chuds because nobody that's the only logical step right there has to you be a from, chud three already right no oh so it goes from chud Thank God. <laughs> it goes from chud to chud two and then the next logical step for chud three is to have no chuds and so it's it'll, just it'll be like troll because troll there's a troll right yep. mm-hmm. and then troll two they're not trolls they're goblins correct and then there are two troll threes or there are two troll twos no there's I, I can't keep it straight, but there's I think there's multiple troll threes. Okay. Yep. Uh <laughs> but yeah, that's the only logical step to take. And it's Definitely. it's it's really just uh it's really just those two sitting around telling facts to one another. <laughs> Your shirt is green. Yes it is. <laughs> uh, no, because he's too dumb to know. He thought penguins were seals. <laughs> No, he doesn't know that his shirt is green. Oh, uh, you're making me like Chud too. Like, who are we talking about this? I'm like, you know what? Fucking Chud too. That Blu-ray is calling my name. I want to watch these. Don't two. be a bad person. Don't watch that. Why? Unless it has like 20 minutes of additional footage of them, <laughs> like of deleted scenes, then I might buy that. Uh, the <laughs> I, so here's something I don't get. There's a scene that takes place in the bathroom, and they very clearly show you the toilet. Uh-huh. So you you know the people get the covers to go over their top of their toilet seat mm-hmm. and they get the things to put on, on the feet of the toilet which i always thought were nice until somebody pointed out like all that does is collect piss yeah but it keeps it from going on the floor and then you can wash it yeah but then you can just wipe the floor too yeah but then you have to do that more often yeah um anyway they had like the entire toilet tank and the lid covered with carpet it was like a carpeted tank. I've never seen that before. That, I think that was an 80s thing. I had never seen that, man. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you that that toilet doesn't work like a normal toilet. That's Because that's not how toilets work. He kept flushing it, and f- by flushing it again and again, it wound up overflowing. Yeah. Even though there was nothing clogging it whatsoever. Yeah, that's right. 
All he did was like, oh, I flush it. Oh, and then I flush it again. Oh, and now it's overflowing. Did you ever fix your toilet? No. Maybe I'll come over and look at it. You should. Yeah. I, I need to see your house anyway, so that'll be a good excuse. Yeah. Okay. We should probably work out the details on... <laughs> you want to talk about it right now? Yeah, let's get it on the yeah, air. Let's pull it Maybe Tom should give you the footage, <laughs> and then you can bring it oh, to my still, house. You still haven't got that? He was supposed to bring it. He was supposed to give me like a, a jingle or a text or something mm. and come over Didn't last work. week. Didn't, Didn't happen. Uh, there's another exercise scene, which takes place in every 80s movie. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, and then the chud. At one point, doesn't the chud try to start exercising? Because that's the quality of movie that you get. Yeah. He's like outside, like watching her. Uh, but... Uh, I love I love, I loved Exercise Lady because she was like yelling at the lady, like "fuck you, you've like you ever had to do any work in your life or anything, something like that." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the equivalent of Suzanne Summer. She's just calling a bitch yeah. because she that's all she does is for a living is try to look good. Yeah, yeah. Just take that money and direct it, put it directly into your veins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Vaughn fires a bazooka at a diner. And it blows up real good. <laughs> he does it from, like, the world's shortest parking lot also. So he's, like, 10 feet away from the diner <laughs> that he fires the bazooka into and it blows up. They had the same, like, uh, what's it called? Like, when you're, uh, when you're there on set just to give advice about a specific thing? Uh, uh, I would have had it had... Yeah, a technical, an advisor. technical advisor. Yeah. So a technical advisor. They had the same technical advisor for uh, their explosions on this. Mm-hmm. as how it comes to Frogtown 2 when they were <laughs> strapped in to the vest and they took a step away for the suicide bomber. Yeah. <laughs> What's the blast radius? Uh, like six feet probably, <laughs> I assume. Maybe. But it was a huge explosion. <laughs> it blew up the entire diner. <laughs> But somehow was very much contained only to the diner. Yeah. None of the debris or anything went to the parking lot. and he's fine. And he's fine. Uh, I feel like this movie parallels to explain something to you, because I don't know if you... We we definitely weren't on the same page in regards to a movie that I'm going to bring up in a second. Okay. This feels exactly the same way to me as Psycho Cop Returns. To try to explain my feelings about that movie to you feels exactly the same. And I feel like even what what the re, when I didn't think about this until you were talking about like somebody that might be competent gets thrust upon this, which is what you were talking about the, about the writer wrote it really well because he and he was served a pile of shit to begin with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my the, the the feelings that you have about this are the same that I have about this and Psycho Cop Two. See, to me, Psycho Cop Two like embraced the cheese. Whereas this, like, went full cheesy, and I think that's a that's a very distinct difference. Okay. There's nuance to cheese. You know, sometimes you want a little nuttiness. Sometimes you want like a sharp bite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chud or Chud Two, Justin? Oh, really? I have more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have more. Uh, Keep going. They're kids trick or treating. And at one point, they say, I got a candy bar. I got a box of raisins. I got a rock. That's from Charlie Brown. They literally say shit from Charlie Brown in this. (laughs) And it's ADR. It's kids off screen that you can't even see. (laughs) 
I'm shocked that something of this quality would stoop so low. Uh, the Bunsen burner through the head? That was fucking cool. I guess, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. It's, it's hard to find agree love. It's not a good movie, no, but yeah. you gotta give it that. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll give it, it to It was you. still firing the fire. It <laughs> was cool. Uh, also, every kid at that school knows how to dance real good. Every single kid. Like, there was synchronized dancing... Spontaneous synchronized dancing in like, that like, like an sync video. Yeah, there was like six or seven couples there who were all doing the same dance at the same time, and like to multiple songs, doing multiple different dances <laughs> because that dance goes on forever. The hardest part about that is getting the people that don't know how to dance to step to the side. <laughs> like the uh, my favorite was the baseball player who just stood like smack dab in the middle of the dance floor and. Did nothing. He just stood there <laughs> with his back to the camera all the time. <laughs> Another Pat Oswalt move. Just like, just like not even, not even, like not even swaying. Just, just standing there. It was a mannequin. My last, my last note here is just uh, what the fuck. So, in all sincerity, how do they go from something like Chud to Chud Two? It's just a mad dash. Like, we accidentally made something. They don't even care about it being good. They just care about it being profitable, right? It's so we made something profitable. What is next that we own that we can try to make profitable also? I don't know if, if it's like, hey, we own this, so let's put our name on. Let's slap that name on something. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, we just got the rights to something, so slap a name on that. But either way, it's just, here. here's this cheesy thing that we have. We're going to slap this on top of it. Yeah. Whether it's existing or it's a shame because I feel like a real Chud two, like in a alternative universe, mm-hmm. could have really done something awesome. Maybe instead of writing Chud three, we should write Chuds or Chud the remake. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to remake it. We just need to make a real sequel. Yeah, that's all the rage these this day. Right, like Alien and Aliens. Yeah, Chud and Chuds. I like it. We're gonna do that. Yeah, and it's Chud. Uh, to answer your question from before that oh of course it's Chud yeah <laughs> um, so talking about the next thing that we're going to write now is the perfect time to ask I haven't got an email from you mm-hmm. do you have like a big surprise for me like hold on let me hit send right now Ba-ding. the surprise is that you won't be surprised that I didn't write anything <laughs> I don't know what else to do I, don't... I try to punish you I try to reward you I don't know man oh. I'm just not into it mm killing me like i don't know give me a project i'm excited about not don't tell me anything's happening we write a mad lib and then write something on that i don't know mm, okay i don't know that i'm into it okay i like i like i would love a creative outlet i just don't know if this is the one i'm into okay just broke my heart a little i'm sorry okay well you're still punished by the way <laughs> so <laughs> Did it? What? I feel like I get punished for all the things because, like, you come up with these grandiose ideas. And I float them by you every time, and you don't speak up at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You float them by me by d- doing it on air. Yeah, and you can say, I don't think so, right then. How could I say, hey, you, uh, let's do a Mad Lib, okay. All right, we're going to write a script on that. I mean, I, I guess I could have <laughs> said no, but... See, I'm a giver. See, apparently not, because you're fucking getting punished next week. First movie. 
oh my god, this is not punishment. I'm so excited. I have seen this uh, on Best of the Worst. Uh, Samurai Cop. I'm excited for this. This right. is not punishment. I feel like we need to change the movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've already said it. It's Samurai Cop. Uh, the, uh, oh, it's the same guy who does... All of his movies end in the word cop, don't they? This guy? Mm, don't know. You just know about Samurai Cop? I know about... This has to. This is the same guy, right? It better be. Because this doesn't look like the poster. I'm I'm scared now that this isn't the right Samurai Cop. Go ahead. Uh, it says, You have the right to remain silent. Dead silent. Does uh, that sound like a tagline that's familiar to you at all? That you might have seen on my wall? Uh, the Maniac Cop. Is that the same? It is. You have the right to remain silent forever. Hmm. I mean, it's a cop thing. What are you going to do? Just throw that out there. Go ahead. Uh, so what are we going to see in Samurai Cop? I think we're going to see a cop that is a samurai, and it's probably going to be a poorly made film, and you're going to think it's punishment, but I'm going to fucking love it. Cool. Movie number two. <laughs> I saw this on his IMDb. <laughs> it's uh, old Ketchermit face, Robert Zadar. One man on a one-way road. Yin Yang insane. Here's what's happening. Uh-huh. This is the first episode of our spin-off podcast that we talked about. The Zadar cast. Both of those movie star Robert Zadar. Oh. Samurai Cop is Robert Zadar? I don't know if he's Samurai Cop. I haven't seen it, but he is in it. Okay. And I haven't seen Ying Yang Insane. Oh, I didn't even tell you what it is. I'm sorry. You didn't say what it is. What is it? Uh, <laughs> it was shot in somebody's field, it looks like, from the, the poster. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, this guy has a, this is a huge gun. So I'm going to guess it. what they think it is is Dirty Harry meets like some sort of karate film uh i'm gonna guess that it's probably not that at all and i'm very excited about that fact okay it's gonna uh, fall way short of that. i have not seen that let me tell you what i know about it okay uh it is directed by a guy whose last name is shaw who is the uh the guy that created the zen filmmaking technique that okay. the guy that uh did the Frogtown movie subscribes to mm-hmm this is a Zen filmmaking movie for sure. Great. What I so there's no script, there's no plan going in. Uh, one review said something about a very long chase scene, and I don't know this for sure, but I think Robert Zadar might be the only person in the movie because he's the only person credited on imdb in the movie is oh, just is awesome. the gangster so in my head i feel like this dude in robert zadar went like in a car and was like robert zadar i've got a camera on you ad lib being angry about something and then let's go for a drive and made a 39 minute movie it's a 39 minute movie mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so i was right about samurai cop uh assuming it is the same samurai cop because i don't the poster looks different on imdb uh but uh, the guy, the same guy who directed it, also made a movie called Hollywood Cop. Uh, yeah, these are all just like cop movies. Did he do Cannibal Cop and Vampire Cop too? Uh, he did not, uh, from what I can see. There's a guy that did a Vampire Cop and a 
cannibal cop in my mind i when i like knew about samurai cop i was going to just try to do a whole bunch of cop movies before maniac cop but then i was like i can't put up with all this shit this looks like garbage uh yeah so i i follow some dudes from minnesota called red letter media and they have a show called best of the worst where they watch really bad movies uh and figure out which is the best of the worst pretty simple premise uh and samurai cop is like one of their all-time favorites so i'm really excited to see it cool uh i'm so glad i didn't write anything on this stupid (laughs) screenplay what else you got for us uh let's solve racism 